0: Internet, you're tuned in to episode 101 of the podcast. I'm your host Pete and Bessie joined as always by my very good friend Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello what's up man welcome back we made it.
1: Yeah we made it through episode 100 we're now into our second I don't know what you call it set century.
0: Era. Era? <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. We're, past the- the pi- we're through the pixel part era. <laughs> we're we're past the we're past the DJ zone and now we're into what I don't I don't
0: know. I don't know. It's like it's like we're like a uh, you know like a young divorcee like getting back on their feet, you know? Yeah. It's like we're 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 single and ready to mingle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Heading out to the bar for the first time. <laughs>
0: So if this is your first time joining us, welcome back to the podcast LootPots.com's weekly Nintendo podcast where Steve and I get together and talk about everything going on in the world of Nintendo, what we're playing, and answer questions from listeners like you. If you want to be a part of the show, of course, remember, you can write into us by hitting me up at Pete at Lupots.com, going and joining our Discord, and hitting up our Potscast channel where we've always got you know questions coming into the show. And uh, of course, you can also hit us up in our weekly Twitter thread, where we go over at loop Potts and um, tweet it out. Ask for your questions, get them right on the air if they're cool. But you know, if you want to get some more content from us, of course, there are a ton of other places you can do that. We are brandly, brand newly here on YouTube. Uh, the podcast we've got our own channel. It is small. So we would really appreciate it if you'd head over there and give us your subscription. If you listen to the show, uh, if you've been listening to the show as an audio product and you have no intention of going and watching it as a video. Totally understand. You're going to miss my cool Tom Nook shirt on this episode. But, you know, hey, I get it. Uh, you want to just hear our lovely voices and not see our so, so lovely faces. I get it. Um, but it would still be really great if you could head over there, give us a subscribe and hit like on the latest episode. You know, go on the first one, give it a view and, uh, help us out. Help us grow. Help new people check out the show and, uh, keep it rolling. Keep it growing. Uh, if you want to help the show grow, of course, you can head over to patreon.com slash loop pots and for just a buck, you'll get access to our Patreon exclusive show after dark where uh, we keep the mics rolling for another hour or so and talk about, you know, other things than Nintendo this week, probably mostly about Thanksgiving and how I cooked an entire Thanksgiving dinner with my fiance Sarah for the first time. And uh, just spoiler alert, I fucking <laughs> nailed it. So you're going to want to hear that conversation and, uh, you know, we're going to talk about what we got on Black Friday, all kinds of good stuff. So if you want to uh, be a part of that conversation, get a little bit of extra show in your feed every week and help us keep the mics on, no better way to do so. So we hope you'll head over there and show your support. All right. It's enough shilling for now. Let's hop into what we're playing this week. Uh, I I've been playing a ton of games. It's mostly games I talked about last week, and I just am kind of rapping on them. So why don't you start, Steve? Because you played some new stuff. Um, Watch Dogs Legion, I one of the did, hot new yeah. games this fall. What do you think of it? Yeah. Um. Uh, so I picked this up in the Black Friday sale. For
1: some reason, it's already discounted. Well, not for some reason. I can understand why it's already discounted for. The, oh, the, band, the shade like begins. Thirty five quid. <laughs> Um, so I, I, bought this cause I really wanted to, to try a game that had ray tracing. Obviously you've mm-hmm. experienced it with Spider-Man already. Um, but I kind of wanted to see what all the hype was about and I'll, and I'll be honest, I really am enjoying this game. I love the concept of it. The fact that you can essentially approach anyone and then play as that person. You really can do that. It does seem to pull off what it aims to do. How's
0: uh, that whole, whole no main character thing working for you?
1: I, I quite like it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's no main character, but there's still people driving you. Um, There's still like a head of DedSec, which is the organization you're working for. So there is still a story. And it's quite nice being able to switch from characters. So each character has their own kind of backstory and trait. So there's a corporation, for example, called Albion in the the game who essentially have taken over the police. They're like a a military for hire kind of um, system. And you can recruit... Uh, one of the Albion guards, if you manage to do a mission or, for them, and then you gain access to their uniform. So it very much feels like um, I don't know if you played any of the Hitman games when you kind of take out one of the people or knock them out, the rock, and then out put their uniform on. Yeah, and then you you kind of walk a little bit slower, kind of like Hit Hit uh, Hitman does, uh, and you can go around the area, and you have to try and avoid being caught by the people because if they catch you, then you end up in combat. Um, but it, it's it it is a system that that really works. So I've got a, a guy that's uh, um, a member of uh, was a formal, former member of Albion. I've got a construction worker who can go into construction sites. Uh, I've also managed to get a paramedic on my side. So if one of my people um, gets injured. Uh, the cool. paramedic will instantly kind of get them out of the situation, um, but the paramedic can also enter hospitals and places like that. So it really does pull that side of things off. Where I have the issues is in the the kind of buggy QA issues that there really are in this game. Sometimes mm. the lighting just, it, the system's just broken. Everything's flashing. It looks like it can't quite figure out what to do. Um, and I'm presuming that's related to the ray tracing in that, it doesn't know whether it should be like shining rays on this surface or another surface. And it essentially looks like it's turning a light on and off, on and off constantly. Uh, I posted a video over on my Twitter, if you want to go check out what I'm talking about. And there was also a mission I was doing where um, I, I approached the edge of this building and there's a, a pool of water down below. And he goes to like dive in the water and it plays like this Eagle sound effect from Assassin's Creed. And it hundred percent sounds like when you jump off the top of one of Of the landmarks, like you fast travel to a landmark. Yeah, 100%. They've just essentially taken that same mechanic, the same animation. And then when he splashed in the water, there was no physics from the water. It didn't make a splash. It made a splash sound. He just essentially went through the surface, but there was no reaction from the water whatsoever. And so it really did feel like, oh, nobody's tested this section of the game. This feels like they've copied and pasted it from Assassin's Creed left even the Eagle Sound Affair, which was so out of place in the center of London. It really made no sense whatsoever uh, and just left it as it was. Um, And then the biggest problem I have at the moment is one of the missions, the 404 mission on Xbox, I can't play it because I've played it once and it didn't save my progress. And I went back to the game and I had to start the mission all over again. I lost like an hour of of playtime. And if I play that mission from then on, it will not save. It will not save the game at all. Really? It's completely broken. Ubisoft have acknowledged oh. that they found the problem uh, and a bug fix is apparently coming mid-December, but they've just released a patch for the game that didn't include a fix for it. And it's so infuriating that they've released this game, they've put it on sale, they're promoting it on the Xbox Store, and it's broken. People cannot finish this game. It's a completely game-breaking bug that forces you to stop playing that stop playing it as intended. I can't do that mission. I can't go down that's that arc of story. So, at the moment I'm just doing like side missions. I'm just but waiting until that's fixed. I've, yeah, until that's, that's fixed awful. I'm kind of just like I'm not going to bother. So I've I've gone off and I've started playing some other stuff cuz it's is ridiculous.
0: Damn. So, speaking of other stuff you've been playing, uh one of the games on your list, something you've been talking about going back to for quite a bit. Uh, since you got your Series X, which is Fallout 4.
1: Yeah, so you know how they released that video prior to the Xbox Series X release that it was coming out and it's going to be in 60 frames a second and it mm-hmm. looked really, really great. That patch isn't available yet. Um, it's my understanding from seeing some people talking about it on Twitter. I think one of the execs at Microsoft was tweeting that it's coming soon. It's it, We're aiming to get it done by the end of the year. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing it in 60 frames a second. But having played it yet, I only started it yesterday, but even in that short period of time, the SSD really fundamentally changes how you play this game. Previously, you would be kind of... Weary of going into a building that wasn't the, you knew wasn't the correct building that you had to go into just to explore because you yeah. knew I'm going to have a massive load time to go into that building. I'm going to have a massive load time to come out of that building. If I go into a different settlement or I want to fast travel somewhere, all of those came with like minute plus long load times on Xbox or on PS4. Whereas on Series X or and I presume PS5 with the backwards compatibility, those load times are just <clears> gone it gives you the flexibility to go and explore a lot more, which I think a game like Fallout really benefits from. Absolutely. You want to explore the whole area, go and um, gather all the materials and resources that you need in order to improve your settlement and improve your guns and things like that. So uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm probably going to persist with it until Cyberpunk comes out in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, and then at that point, I'm going to probably shift onto that. Or if Watchdogs miraculously gets patched this week, I'll probably jump back onto that one.
0: (laughs) And then the last game you had on your list was a little stardew Valley.
1: Yeah. So Macaulay
0: got this. All reliable.
1: Yeah. Well, it is an all reliable, but Macaulay picked this up earlier this year after um, kind of getting the money's worth with animal crossing. Um, But we never really played it. I think we got distracted by something else or, or maybe the lockdown ended. I'm not sure what happened. Um, But we've now we're back in essentially for lockdown again. We've started playing this together for the first time. So we started a whole brand new farm. I've moved into the farm. We're working on it together. We're like progressing it and doing it how we want. And I forgot how fun this game can be playing with another person. So previously on um, Switch, the only real person I've ever played it with was my friend um, Tim. And we played it remotely. So it wasn't really like we were in the same. Well, we weren't in the same room and it's, it's very different whereas when you're in the same room you can just go oh i'm going to go fishing or oh, i'm going to pop to the shop and I'll buy some more seeds and stuff and you can really like plan it out a lot better with with the the person you're in the room with and it's really fun like i remember playing this with my ex back on we were we were on pc and this was before multiplayer even came to the to the game and we were just like both staying up late and progressing the game forwards and being able to do that with your partner, but on the same farm together is really, really fun. And I wholeheartedly recommend this to anyone who's kind of got their, their money's worth with animal crossing. They're done with that game for the time being, which I, which I get, cause I burnt myself out on that one big time earlier this year to go and check out Stardew Valley if you haven't already, because I do think it will be a game that, that you can kind of really get your hooks into.
0: Nice. Yeah. I, um, I've never really done the multiplayer thing and I, I wish I had. Like by the time that update came, I think like my my interest in it waned a little bit and I'm in that awkward spot where going back to my existing file always feels like, Oh, what was I doing? And yeah. and then it's like, ah, do I really want to start over though? You know, I think if I were to start over with Sarah, maybe, um, I think I would probably get back into it, but I don't know that she would because she played the hell out of that game like I she's done like everything you know so like i don't know how much i don't know how much i could get her back into it at this point but who knows I mean,
1: there's, there's new stuff. They've added new farm types. There's new story arcs. There's new things like I spoke previously a few months back when they added like the ability to dye clothes and do things like that. That's cool. There yeah. is new stuff there that might interest her. But the problem with Stardew as well as the problem with, say, Animal Crossing New Horizons is there's so much at the beginning you need to do before you can get to that stage that it's kind of daunting. Like I forgot yeah. that you don't even start with the fishing rod. You don't get that to like day four and then there's you don't you can't go down to the cave until month 2 there's so much you can't do right at the beginning and like the community center for example you, that doesn't get unlocked until you randomly encounter the mayor who tells you about the community center and if anyone joins Joe Dramart for the millionth time then he's going to close down the community center and he's just going to let them rent it out and it's it, it's uh. It's great when you first play it, but when you' you've played it like two, three times, which I'm sure Sarah has at this point, it can yeah, be like, oh, like... really again, I've got to start this all <laughs> all from scratch.
0: Yeah, yeah, speaking of uh, of games that I I played over, I platinumed uh, <laughs> Miles Morales finally last night. How how did um, you do
1: that? Did you use the activity cards? So I saw people talking about the PS5's like activities that made it really really easy for them to go and get all the uh trophies that they needed in order to platinum the game. Did you take advantage of that at all?
0: Um I didn't really in the, in in miles just because of the way that I just kind of the way that it played out for me. Like, when I, I played the my first run-through, I 100%ed, like, all of the content, you know? Like, I did every one of the side quests. um, I got all the collectibles. And, you know, in the span of doing that, I got, like, 90% of the trophies, you know? Okay. And then when I went in for my new game plus, it was mostly just, like, I had to get the new game plus, first of all, which was the the biggest thing. um, But... I had a few that were left over, like um I was actually talking about this with Sobi from the Discord, uh where like I had like the like ceiling takedown and wall take down, like do twenty five of those. Like certain abilities that I just don't really use or didn't really take advantage of and I that I needed to close out. And then like um there's like one event that happens at the beginning of the game that I, if you you uh you're riding the supervillain rhino and you're going through a mall and you're if you're if you hit stuff you take damage so you're kind of incentivized to dodge things. So but there's an, a a trophy for breaking 15 things while you're on it. Okay. Band. So I was like, okay. So like when I, you know, got him on got on him the second time, I just ran straight through and was like, alright, got it, you know? So there's like a few odds and ends for me to to pick up, but it was mostly just doing the new game plus, which was like that's never my favorite thing. I really don't like when when games make you play the game over for a platinum. That's usually yeah. like when I decide I won't get it, you know? Um, but the fact that Miles Morales was so short made it pretty easy to to kind of, like, blaze through it. The one thing that that bugged me about it, aside from the fact that they made me do it, was that it, randomly there are certain cutscenes that you can't skip. So, like, you can skip most of them, but, like, there will be certain story-specific ones, or, like... But it's not, it's not like, only the story-specific ones, or only the important moments you can't skip. Because, like... I was able to skip through the entire like end of the game, like all of the cutscenes at the end. You know, I think it's and like I'm a like, loading
1: thing, like they're using it as like a loading screen. But I can't imagine they would be with how fast that SSD with the SSD, is SSD these days. yeah. Like it, it maybe, maybe they 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 did that for the PS4 version and it just translated over and they just left I, it in.
0: Maybe, but like that's the only example where that's the case. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's like they, other they things. They took out
1: the the fast travel animation and stuff like that that you had to go right
0: so so it's like why wouldn't you be able to that it just it just is weird like it's not i don't know and it wasn't such a huge inconvenience where it added like hours to my time or anything like that you know but it was like it's it's like um you know it it reminded me a lot of the feeling of like when you're playing vr and it's really working and then you have a moment where you like you hit the wall you know, like where you're like, oh, yeah. wow, like it really lets me interact with anything. And then I, you try to pick up a mug and you can't. and You're like, oh right, right, I'm in a game. You know what I mean? And yeah. like it and not that me skipping cinematics didn't remind me that I was in a game. But like it was that same kind of like, oh, it's a disruption. Everything's moving so quickly. I'm getting to do everything so fast and like I have all my abilities. So I know where to go. I know what to do. I'm blazing through this. And then all of a sudden I gotta sit and watch this cutscene that I've seen before, and I don't want. Yeah, watch it.
1: and then you and then you want to pick your phone up and you just do the doom scroll through Twitter.
0: Yep. Yeah, and that was like that's what I ended up doing. Um, or like it was funny. Uh, there was this one portion of the game where that's like very very cutscene heavy, and like you're not you're like walking around as Miles, you know. So like. I knew what I had to do and I was kind of just playing with one hand and I had Pokemon showdown open on my phone and was doing a Pokemon battle while I was waiting to get through to the next part where I could play again. <laughs> and it's funny cause it's stuff that like when you play the game the first time it's like, Oh my God, I'm so invested in this. Like I'm so engrossed in what's happening. Um, that like, you know, I didn't mind being out of the suit a little bit, but like when I'm trying to just kind of run through the beats and get to like the, you know, yeah, you were essentially speed
1: running it to get the platinum, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Um, and I d I didn't touch like any of the side stuff that wasn't relevant to my the trophies I needed to clean up. But I did it. It's done. So now uh What's the view on
1: that game anyway? Like, is it better than Spider Man twenty eighteen? Oh yeah.
0: I think so. Um, but it's like cheating, you know? Like, obviously they have all the learnings of Spider Man twenty eighteen and like none of the initial development work had to go into it. You know, you're building on... on. the uh, Actually, I watched an interview um, that kind of funny did with a creative director whose name I'm forgetting, but he said that, like, you know, we were standing on the shoulders of giants. It's like, yeah, of course, it's it should be better, right? Like, it's iterative. Um, but what I like about it is, you know, if you'll recall when we were streaming uh, the night that the PlayStation came out, um, I, we played through the kind of the opening of, of Spider-Man 2018 and then we got to that point where you're at his job and you're having to do this little like puzzle and yeah. it's like I want to be Spider-Man like I want to go swing around the city why do I have to do this stuff right now like 2018's biggest problem is that stuff is like oh you got to go be Peter at his job and do this little puzzle or like oh you got to be Mary Jane and sneak around and like find clues and stuff and it's like I, I don't want to do that stuff you know, like, I want to play Spider-Man. I want to be Spider-Man. You guys made this amazing system of Spider-Man powers. Like, let me go play in the sandbox, you know? Um, and there's a lot. Like there's none of that, really, in, in Miles. It's There's still collectibles. There's still side missions. There's still things to do that fill out the world that feel worth doing and fun to do. Um, but you, you lose a lot of the fat.
1: Which, but do you think like some of that is because Miles's character doesn't have that job? I, I don't know Miles as a, as a character. Like I know Peter Parker. Does he have that backstory like Peter does? Because I thought he was like a high school student and he didn't really have any of that shit.
0: He is, but he's still, um, he's a scientist as well, though. Like he's, okay. he's smart and, you know, techie. Um, Maybe not like quite as much as as Peter is like at, in that regard. Where like especially in like twenty eighteen, like Peter's straight up a scientist and like works for you know. But like um, Miles is like an inventor in his in his own right. He's just you know. Um, it seems like maybe like a little bit more age appropriate, but I guess not actually because now that I'm thinking about it, he he takes a piece of technology that he finds from Peter and like hacks it into something else and stuff but he's also got a like a friend who's like the nerd in the chair so like you know I guess I don't think of him as doing the technical stuff as much because he has somebody to help him out with that shit Um, but no I don't know I think it's just because like the game's short so like I don't feel it's, like there's it's like
1: when they they cut down a series on Netflix and it's like instead of this 23 episode monolith series like it's just monstrous and we've got like one episode in the middle that we really don't need and we didn't know what to do with. And we just dragged it out to fill in the the, the network said we needed 23 episodes. They yep. cut it down to like 12 and it is short and sweet and succinct and gets and hits all the beats that it needs to without stretching it out. That sounds kind of what the com- comparison might be.
0: Yeah, and I think it is like that. And and the only thing that bugs me about it is I think it does that to its own peril at a certain point. Like, there are characters who are interesting, likable characters that I feel like maybe get shortchanged a little bit because you kind of get to that third act and it's like, all right, we're out of time. Like, you know, we got to resolve. And it sucks because the first and second act feel paced really well. And it feels like you're like, oh, there's real drama here. And like, this is going somewhere and it's, you know, um, it's got heat and not that it loses the heat, but it's like, it fizzles out because it's got to end, you know, because it doesn't have time to go further and do more. And like, you can see how over, you know, a, a 20 hour experience versus like a 10 hour experience. They could have done so much more with what they set up because what was there was working so well. And it has me hoping that in, you know, Spider-Man 2, whatever that's called, um, I'm hoping that rather than the Mary Jane missions and, like, Peter goes to work and, like, that kind of side bullshit that, you know, kind of bogged down 2018 a little bit, I hope that all of that time is spent just with Miles, doing Miles stuff because – he has his own cast and like set of powers and stuff that's like interesting and cool. So um, do they, and-
1: they like do they operate both at the same time then? So as your Miles Peter Parker's also swinging around as Spider-Man?
0: In this game no, but like that's the implication of like what the status quo is. Like Miles okay. is basically his like sidekick. He's like his protege and he's teaching him to be Spider-Man and then this so game Robin. is I'm sorry. He's like Robin,
1: Batman's Robin.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's got that kind of vibe to it. Um, and Peter has to go away; he has to go to Europe um, with MJ for for his job. So he's like, "Hey, man, like I'm leaving New York in your hands for the first time. Like you got this." Um, so that's like kind of where this game picks up, and it's like a smaller, more local problem. Oh, it'd be
1: cool if while like the next game you see what Peter gets up to while he's in Europe, maybe he's like swinging around London instead or Paris or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's like got so much shit to do over there. And then it maybe cuts back to miles, like dealing with all the crap that's going on in New York at the same time. And you can kind of switch between the two.
0: That would be a fun way to give you a different map to play with too. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Either way. I I loved it. I, I hope they do more with miles. I'm sure they will. Um, whether that's, like, him getting another .5 game after Spider-Man 2 or just, like, being kind of, like, the the secondary main character of, of Spider-Man 2. I'm, I'm happy either way. because I,
1: I think with I, how it's been received and how much people seem to like Miles as a character and it's like, geeky nerdy charm. He's hitting he, right now. Yeah. I would hope yeah. he's in the next main game.
0: Well, I mean, he definitely will be in it. I guess it's just a matter of, like, how much. You know, because, like, he was a, a main character in the first game. um, But, you know, either way, I, uh, I'm i excited to see what they do next. They've earned my, tr- they like, my faith that they're going to do the right thing. You know, they'll do something that I'm happy with. Because I loved the first game, loved the DLC for it. And then this, you know, I think was, like, a solid improvement on that formula. And, like, the fact that it was, like, a smaller thing that they churned out, you know, while also
1: making Ratchet and Clank, which is bonkers to me.
0: Insomniacs, the fucking <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're so good. Uh, I lo- I really do love them. I love what they do, and I'm I'm really excited for Ratchet and Clank as well. So I'm um, I'm stoked to see the Spider-Man IP, like a a character that means so much to me, like in the hands of a developer that clearly like cares about him and gets it, you know, like. I, I don't think there's been a better Spider Man game than these. And uh I'm excited to think about the fact that like there's probably at least two, three more of these to come, you know? And all the little like spin off side things that hopefully they'll keep doing as well. Cause they could give me one of these every year and I'd be happy as a pig in shit. <laughs> <laughs> so now that I platinum platinumed miles, uh I don't know, I'm like I've got this gap between me and Sunset and, Overdrive, uh,
1: man. You need to you need to get on Sunset Overdrive yeah, if you're I'm looking for violence. more insomnia. Like
0: I, I kind of want to just replay 2018 as well, though. Like I, kinda uh, wanna I thought you'd already Spider-Man. done that.
1: Like you started doing it for uh, for on the stream. Like I thought.
0: You yeah. No. I mean, I've only been doing miles, and then like I played you know other stuff. Like uh, the other, one of the things I did, I finished Bug Stacks this week. How, how did
1: you find that game? Because I was listening to uh, to Triple Click and I think it was Kirk that f- or maybe Jason that's finished it and was talking about how many queer relationships are in this game, yeah. which is bizarre to me that this this is the one game that like seemingly is just so off the f- off the fucking chain. We've got like fr- French fries and burgers going womba, 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 whatever, <laughs> everywhere. And then all of, of a sudden there's like a bongo queer bongo relationship bongo. in the middle. <laughs> yeah, bunga
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, um... Yeah, yeah, there's there's a few. And uh yeah, I don't know, it, like it's so weird. It's such a weird game and I totally get being turned off by it and I like I don't have a counterpoint to that. I just I don't know, I got into it. You know, like I I played it that first night and I I kind of barreled through the bits in the beginning where I was like, I don't know about this, you know? Like, is this really, for me, is this striking a chord? And once I got in that loop of solving the little mini puzzles to catch the different bugs, to find the next section, to get the next person to come back to the, you know, town and build out the settlement and advance the story and solve the mystery and conduct these interviews, like, there's, it does a really, really good job, I think, of, like, Here's a carrot, here's a stick. Here's a carrot, here's a stick. And like pulling you along with giving you just enough new stuff to pique your interest and keep you moving to the next conversation or the next, you know, beat in the mystery without kind of bogging you down in too much stuff to do. Because it's like there's these side quests that you can do, but you don't have to do them. You know, and like, oh, there you could fill out the the Pokedex, you know, and, like, find all the bug snacks. But, like, you don't have to. And, like, it's easy to do that side stuff and commit to it and do it at your own pace. Or if you want to just keep doing your thing and go, like, just barrel forward, it's easy to do that, too. You know, so, like, I think the pacing of it made it easy for me to sink into it quickly enough that like the things that I think could turn you off, um, I got used to quickly. You know, where it's like, yeah, like some of the the bug snacks are annoying. Like some of their voices are annoying. Some of the, you know, them just like saying their names over and over again in these high pitched uh It's almost
1: like Pokemon.
0: Sure. But you don't like hear that, you know, like when you're like playing Pokemon
1: Oh, you're you like don't- running around the overworld say, peek, peek
0: peek. Pick-a-choo, 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 you know it's not like that you know like it, it's it's the same in principle but the execution is far far less yeah very different yeah annoying uh so like i was able to get a rhythm with that stuff and connect with it you know and like and i found things to really like you know like i i really like the soundtrack and like i did find a lot of the cast to be charming um the overall art style like felt good and i don't know like i just
1: see i did not like the art style from what i've seen if it just
0: the characters are weird and and creepy yeah but like but that's like kind of like it's part of the charm in a weird way like it reminds me of like like weird 80s movies with like creepy puppet characters you (laughs) know gremlins yeah yeah where it's like it's 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 kind of creepy and eerie, but it's got a weird charm to it because, like, a lot of the characters are genuinely nice and, like, mm-hmm. you know, are like fuzzy and, like, there is like a lot a, of okay.
1: I can see that. Like, it's a bit. I I guess I a good comparison. Better than Gremlins would probably be something like Labyrinth, where you've got all the weird like goblins and characters and like creepy yeah. Jim Henson things that are going on. Yeah.
0: yeah, like it has that vibe to me, and like. I don't know, like I got I got in on it, you know, and like it 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 hooked me, and like it, it's a game that like I wouldn't recommend to everyone. I I totally understand if if something about it just doesn't strike a chord with you, but like I think if it does, it does, you know. And and for me, it did. It hit me, and I and I don't I don't quite know why, but it it has a wabi sabi to it. Like it's very odd. It's very creepy and and a little bit sad and like melancholy, but like there is like a sweetness and a softness to it too. And you know, I don't know. That that Venn diagram is like right where I live.
1: You know? If, if you didn't get this game for free, would you have played it?
0: Probably not. Because I I was not I don't know, I was not super in on the the pitch like I remember when they when they showed it we talked about it on the show I think and and I, I thought it looked bad it straight up looked bad and you know I don't know like I I don't know that I would have been willing to, to roll the dice on it and spend the money on it you know even though I was kind of morbidly interested in it but you, you I, was, I
1: think you were probably looking at it as like a oh yeah this could be a train wreck and I want to be involved in that rather than this game could actually be good previously. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm like part of me thought
1: it could maybe be good. Not from those trailers. It really didn't sell the game at all to me. I just did not understand it at all.
0: No, it was more that it had a buzz. Like there was a buzz around it. And I was like, so is this going to be like a dumb meme game? You know, like Octodad was, was, it was, it was when
1: people that I respected started talking about how much they were enjoying it. Yeah. Which was when I kind of got
0: interested in seeing the game. Okay.
1: It could be something. Oh, maybe that could be good, yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's not just a bit. And and I think it's not just a bit. You know, like I I was into it and I um I don't know, like I I, having played it for free, I guess it's hard for for me to say this and, and for people to not take it with some kind of grain of salt, but like I would pay for it if I had known what I would have like what I what I ended up getting out of it. Had I known that that's what I was going to get out of it, I would have spent the money. Is I guess that's the, the same
1: as any game that you get a review code for as well. You know, like you have to assess it as as do I see this as value for money for what they're proposing it for, right? You know, like I, I think if I'd have say spent seventy pounds on Watch Dogs, which would be its retail price if it came out on PS5 or Xbox Series X, I'd have been super disappointed with the the quality of the game. But spending th- half that thirty five quid, it's like okay, yeah, this this game's okay. It's not great, but it's it's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a fair comparison for sure. I've had to do that before, so yeah, I think it's worth your time uh, if you like this kind of game. You know, like if if you really like Pokemon Snap, uh I think gameplay-wise you'll like this game. If you you know are into like like weird indie storytelling with like, you know, um kind of like slight life sim management kind of stuff involved as well, like I I think I think it's worth checking out. I do.
1: And you've got like, I think No, you you've already missed it. Haven't you? When, by the time this goes out, no, you got one day, one day to claim it on PS plus. PS5, yeah. But you can, you can go on the website. Even if you don't have a PS five, you can go on the website and claim it. Cause oh. you can claim it and it'll be in your collection. Even if you don't have a PS five now, but you're planning on getting a PS five, or even if you're not planning on getting a PS five, at some point you might. Go claim all the PS Plus games online. You should do that, Steve. Claim all the PS Plus games. I don't have so, PS get, Plus, so that's a bit of a problem. Claim bug snacks. <laughs> I would have to get a PS plus subscription first. <sighs> I don't play on my PlayStation these
0: days. So. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh so I played one other game this week. Uh I finally kicked the tires on Prey. Yeah. Which uh, I've weird, talked about. Like,
1: that, you, how you getting on with the weird like mushroom gun thing that like shoots splodges all over the place? Glue. Yeah, I still yeah. haven't
0: found that. I. It's like oh, have you? No. Um. You're supposed to find it near the beginning of the game. I don't know, man. I. It's not hitting for me. Yeah, I know. And I'm I didn't I'm like bummed. I'm bummed about it because like I love Arcane. And do you usually re- like
1: the kind of shock style games though? Like Bioshock or... Um... Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, I love Bioshock. I loved Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. I've never played System Shock or, or Bioshock 2. Like, I might have played the beginning of Bioshock 2, but I never really played it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's... I I think it's, it's weird because it does remind me a lot of Bioshock. And... I don't know. Like, I... I'm not super into the, like the story hasn't really grabbed me much yet. And I like, it had a cool kind of like reveal near the beginning. And I was like, oh, whoa, that was a really cool
1: trick. I liked the beginning of it where you, you, you wake up in that room, don't you? And there's like that yeah. window with that, like the cool vista that you see. And you're like, holy shit, this is going to be a really cool universe. And then I think you just end up on a spaceship and it's like, oh, all that cool stuff is gone. And I don't get to see it again.
0: Yeah, you realize that you're just like on a space station, you know, yeah. and like, and and I, it, it's like very Metroidvania, Metroidvania, um, Jesus, where like I'm going forward, I'm backtracking, I'm. But that's know, the I'm- same
1: as Bioshock, and I think System Shock, where same Bioshock, for example, you needed to go find the incendiary skill so you could then melt the ice to get through to the area that you saw was like frozen previously.
0: Right, but but what I what I think works about Bioshock for me as a gamer is like it's there is backtracking, but even the backtracking feels more linear because it's very much like go here, and it's like okay, I gotta go there. Well, that, you know, and whereas, we have a big fat
1: like triangle that's pointing in, in, everywhere to go on on Bioshock.
0: Yeah, and I don't know, like for some people that might be like a little archaic, you know, but like I. I think that's kind of what I'm missing in Prey right now is like I hit a point where I was like I kind of hit a brick wall, you know, like I, I, I got somewhere and I was like, okay, I know where I need to go and I see ways to get there, but I don't I feel like I don't have the ability that I need right now. You know, I feel like I don't have X tool that I'm supposed to have right now but I haven't encountered a way to get it. And, and I have no clues on where I'm supposed to go next.
1: So you're just getting a sense of frustration rather than I know what I need to do. Are you feeling like you're going to reach for a walkthrough at all? I, I, I I,
0: I looked one up and started like trying to figure out where I was and what I was supposed to be doing next. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Like, there's like that gun that you mentioned the glue gun I apparently am supposed to have that already so I was like I better go back because I guess I didn't look at things enough I just followed the waypoint and tried to go here so then I go back and I'm like all right I'm gonna try to find this glue gun but then there was this side quest that I had found where it was like go to the infirmary and I was like oh well, the infirmary's right here but why don't I, mean, I check you this out it without the glue gun well and then I go in there and there's this monster that just immediately just just murders me and I'm like <laughs> all right Okay, I guess I need to go find this gun. So like so I'm like I'm in this point where I'm like I feel like the signposting is not great and I feel like lost and it keeps telling me um it's giving me the same kind of prompt that I get with like dishonored, right? Where it's like, "Oh, like You know, this is an arcane game, so you can do this in a bunch of different ways. You can sneak around or you can be all out fight and there's uh, things you can do. And I can't find any alternate routes. Like I can't like I keep trying to like climb up on stuff and be like, yeah, but
1: when you get the glue gun thing, you like you can build stairs with the thing. And you can, like, jump on all the bits of blobby glue. So this is and, clearly and, the
0: problem I'm running into is I need this damn glue gun. Yeah, if
1: once you get that, I mean, that was the, the experience I had with it. And I gave up with it pretty early on, but my ex was big into it once he got that gun. And, and I remember just watching him and he would, like, build stairs and, like, manage to get around areas and go to different places mm. with, that, with that stupid gun.
0: All right. Okay. So maybe maybe I gotta commit to finding this gun, and then I'll keep playing for a little bit and see if I can get past it. Cause yeah. like I I'm, I don't know, man. Like I I want to be into it, but like I think where I'm at with it is it's giving me the same like stress and like spookiness of a Bioshock, but like I just feel like um, I I said I was playing it last night, and I ended up like stopping to go play Miles Morales and finish it. Um, and I said I remember saying to Sarah I was like I feel like I'm blind when I'm playing this game you know like wh- like I feel like I'm like I feel like I'm just wandering around and I don't quite know where where I'm supposed to be going or what I'm supposed to be that's doing like, part of I have what a it's vague meant to be, idea like, yeah.
1: I, 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 that's, that's all, surely part of the game design This you're meant to feel lonely abandoned you're on this space station on your own you have no idea what you're meant to do yeah and, and you just have to try and press on but if they're not if it's really really not clear how the hell you get that gun or how you do a certain task that's got to be a failing of the the level design
0: yeah and i don't know like i don't know maybe i'm just not in the mood for it possibly but like i'm thinking
1: to other games like we mentioned bioshock you wouldn't be able to get in an area without that specific tool that you needed like surely in prey if you needed that glue gun for other areas they should have made it so you had to use it to get through to the next area because you'd have looked for that tool in order to get to the next area
0: yeah that would have been good and it's weird because like the thing i like the most about arcane is their design you know is like they really nail level design and like it always feels like you know at least in dishonored like i always felt like there were so many ways i could tackle things and like I love the way they build a sandbox and the way they build a world that reacts to you. And I think that's also part of the thing that I'm not liking in this is that like, and again, it's not like I don't ever like games like this. Like I liked Bioshock, you know, like I I like games that are lonely and atmospheric, but the fact that it's so lonely, I'm like, there's like no one to interact with. You know, like there's no systems for me, like there's there's not like I don't feel like there's characters for me to like sneak behind and like That's how I felt with with
1: Fallout seventy six. Like Fallout seventy six when it originally launched and there was no NPCs. It's just like this is just totally barren. Like yeah, yeah, there's a robot I can talk to, but seriously, where are all the fucking people?
0: Just feels kind of lonely. Yeah. So so I don't know. I, I think I'm gonna try it a little bit more, but I have to say, like, I'm disappointed right now. Like, it's a game that I've waited to play for so long. And I'm like, ah, I'm sure I'll love it. I love Arcane. And it's just like, I don't know. This one's not really doing it for me. It, 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 it makes me really, really just being like, feel like, man, I wish Deathloop was out because I want to play an Arcane game. And I'm, I'm like, do I want to go back and play Dishonored right now? Like, not really. I could play you're, Dishonored you have too. To,
1: even if you enjoy Deathloop, you're not allowed to tell me that it's good. I just want to hear that it's terrible because I can't play it at the moment. So
0: no, no, I'm gonna tell you how fucking great it is and be like, man, I can't believe you don't have a PlayStation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're gonna you're gonna taunt me and make me buy a PS5 like you always do. You know, you always force me into buying things. I don't
0: need. Whatever. You did that for me this week, uh, where I got a a brand new TV, which I guess we'll talk about on After Dark. But yeah, so I don't want to hear it. We're even. (laughs) You almost got me in trouble. All right, so let's, let's jump into the news. Uh, we're going to kick things off with a question I'm pulling out of the mail pot. This one comes from Left Eye Lazy, one of our Discord members and one of our Patreon supporters, who says, What games did you pick up for Black Friday week since that shit started on Monday?
1: Yeah, seriously, why are they even calling it Black Friday at this point? It's been well, going on for ages in the UK. It started last Monday, not yeah. this Monday. It's last been going Monday. We've had two weeks, and we still have like another whole fucking week of this. You might as well just call it Black November at this point.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's basically been going since the beginning of November over here, like, off and on. You know, like, I, when I bought my TV, it was a few days before Black Friday, but it was, like, a pre-Black Friday deal. Um, but on actual Black Friday, there were a lot of great video game deals. I missed out on one I really wish I could have gotten, which was uh, Walmart had Luigi's Mansion for 30 bucks. And they I had was like, a bunch oh, of
1: <laughs> a bunch of Nintendo games for, for $30. For
0: $30, yeah. yeah. And I, I missed out on a couple of them. But I did get a few games. I bought... Um, Crash Bandicoot Four, I got that on Xbox for thirty bucks, which I thought was a steal. I'd rather play it on PlayStation because it's just like Crash and PlayStation feels synonymous. But for thirty dollars, I was like, "Yeah, sign me up, play that, play that fur k life." Um, and then I got uh, what is it, uh, Little Hope the the next in the Dark Man Pictures Anthology? Yeah, the, yeah, Man yeah, of to That. Um, I got that for twenty bucks uh so yeah, i
1: i know and I, I hope he doesn't watch or listen to this but i know my sister's got that for my dad for for christmas nice. so we're, we're probably gonna be playing that on christmas day
0: yeah i uh I, it's funny because i was like oh this came out i was like huh like i knew it was coming out but i didn't realize it had already come out and i was like that's probably not a good sign but i looked it up the reviews were middling like ign like uh gave it a five um because of mcdonald but uh there was like a lot of mixed stuff. Like some people seem to to like it m- quite a bit more than *Man of Dawn*, which I thought was fine. So I'm like, ah, eh, for twenty bucks, it'll be fun for at least a night. You know, I, I'm sure I won't be upset that I, I I took the plunge.
1: I like those games, even if uh, even if people I don't know didn't like *Man of Dawn*. I didn't think it was as good as uh, *Until Dawn*. I, I really wasn't. really enjoyed it. No, it wasn't as good as *Until Dawn*, but. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Same. So I'm, and I was more interested in this one's, uh, elevator pitch, like the setting and and everything seems like the Victorian
1: town rather than on the weird haunted boat thing this time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think that seems a little bit more engaging of a setting. So I'm hoping yeah. it comes together. I just really want them to recapture the magic of Until Dawn. Like I, I, I feel like Supermassive Games like came out with such a bang with that game. And yeah, then, did you ever play
1: the other one they did on PlayStation, which was with this weird fucking system that Sony was trying to push at the thing. time? Yeah. Oh, was I think it was called PlayLink, and it was so buggy because yes. you had to download this app that crashed all the fucking time. We played the game, we were all so excited to like vote on the options and stuff, but then the game itself crashed and we lost like tons of the progress that we'd made. And we were just like, ugh, do you know what, it's really not worth progressing with this because it's so buggy. The frame rate was so laggy, it just was not a good experience. And it felt like even super massive didn't really want to market the game whatsoever. I didn't really see them talking about it, and it was it's kind of they just moved on. then we're now working on Man of a Down? We're done with these.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't even remember what that game was called, but I remember being interested in it, and then hearing all of what you just said from you know people who had picked it up, and I was like ah. All right, maybe not this one. And then when they announced the whole dark pictures thing, I was really excited about that because again, I really liked Until Dawn and I uh I don't know, I was I was really excited about the idea of them doing like something that was an anthology, so they could kind of like get a new setting, new cast of characters and like do something fresh every, you know, couple like they were like, "Oh, we want to ship one of these like every 18 months." And I was like, "That sounds great if they're good." You know, like if they nail this I'd love a smaller Until Dawn once a year. That's a little bit more affordable. But like, I don't know. I just feel like they have never gotten even really close to what... Because Until Dawn is great. Until Dawn is so much fun to play.
1: It is, yeah. Well, I mean, they've only really done one true follow-up game to it because I don't... It's called Hidden Agenda, by the way, and I don't think you can count that as, as a sequel to Until Dawn. It doesn't come anywhere close. It's like an hour and a half long it's the length yeah. of the movie it's not long enough at all for what it aims to do um which i think is a is a huge problem like we we played man of medan i think it was last year or the year before um and and we had a great time with it we we all played a different character you could like pass the control around it was it was good I, I enjoyed it
0: yeah i just and i did enjoy it i just i didn't like it as much as until dawn You know, and and that's,
1: that's, that's fair. I mean, in part of that might've just been you preferred until Dawn's story or setting, or
0: maybe the game
1: was just technical, technically better.
0: I I think that was part of it, but I, but I, I think, I think this, the characters were better written and better performed too. So like, I don't know, I, I, I'm still rooting for them. You know, I really want to see them get it together and, and really, and really knock it out of the park, but we'll see. Um I don't I don't think I got any other games. I think that was all for me And a TV, which is always a good Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I, I I I would definitely lean more into like the stuff on Black Friday this year. Me like too. I got a new I got a, uh, a a new TV. I got a Samsung um QLED from the 80 uh 80Q series which was Steve's runner up TV uh because for two reasons, one the real reason Sarah would not let me get a OLED, they are too much money. Uh, but also as i looked into it the whole they don't um do as well in in light rooms yeah. was something that i remember you had told me and i have a huge bay window in yeah my probably living room, not the great so, like, place for it <laughs> so honestly like it ended up being the better pick for me i think getting the QLED anyway so. um so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it i think it's gonna be it's gonna be sweet
1: oh yeah you're gonna have that 120 frames second you'll be getting yourself on call of duty like dj
0: Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Count them <laughs> frames. Kevin some zombies. Kevin some like
1: Richard Nixon and Reagan or whatever.
0: <sighs> I'm I'm really looking forward to trying uh Ori out. Yeah. Their, the whole they have the eighty uh eight K super sampled mode and then the uh four K one twenty FPS. It's one yeah. of the only like two games that supports that. So I'm gonna gonna try that out. Um And then I got like a new entertainment center actually, which is awesome because mine has has seen better days. It fits everything, but it's seen better days. So I got a, I got a new one of those as well. Um, with, and like it's got this nice little top rack. So like it's got a perfect slot for both of my, my brand new consoles. Put all the games and everything below. Got these nice little barn door sliders. It's gonna be. It's gonna be nice.
1: I need something new. I've got this horrible glass thing that you dust it, and then the, like two seconds later, it's dusty again. It's like glossy black glass. It's horrible. I hate nice. it so much.
0: Well, yeah, you're gonna have to keep your eyes peeled. I would say, you know, maybe keep your eyes peeled on Black Friday for a deal, but
1: the the problem is, like, all the furniture shops and stuff are closed here. So it's really difficult. It would be. You can't delivery, get anything yeah. delivered. Yeah, that's the only thing. is like delivery. But IKEA charges like a fixed fifty quid delivery. It's ridiculous. So if I'm gonna make an IKEA order, it's gonna be a decent.
0: amount. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get a good amount of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I was like on the hunt for like a table and chairs too. I'm like finally found found one. I'm looking forward to uh to getting that getting that in here, but it's not gonna be here for a while. It's on back order. So. Yeah, I was I was definitely, like, shopping for game deals, but I mostly ended up getting, like, stuff.
1: <laughs> the best game deal I saw was um, Aldi, and I think a few other places ended up matching it, had the Nintendo Switch for 230, which is, <sighs> that's like, a, that's 60 quid price. off, 50, 60 quid off. So yeah. that was a that was a good one. I think you can still get it in a few places if you have a look around, if you're in the market for one for, for Christmas for someone, it's worth taking a look. Or I think someone else did... Um, a Switch Lite plus Animal Crossing for 230 as well, which was a, a fairly decent price if you're looking for just the handheld model.
0: I think um, the but, best deal I saw was the Xbox controllers. They had the the new Series X, S, whatever, the new generation of Xbox One controllers for $40. Bucks. Um, I'm
1: refusing to buy a new Xbox controller until the Design Lab opens up again because I really yeah. just want like a funky looking Design Lab one.
0: Yeah, I almost bought one of the white ones, but I was like, I don't need three Xbox controllers right now. Like I I'm gonna wait until they have a cooler one that I want to get my hands on. Yeah. Same reason I only have one PlayStation controller is like I usually yeah. only get like two. So like wanna save for a nice one, you know?
1: Yeah, like a Spider Man edition or
0: something. Yeah, Spider Man one or like a good blue one. I always have a blue yeah. one. <laughs> Now I've still got just the standard
1: controller, but we had a bunch of Xbox One controllers from the previous generation. So um, I've got a Minecraft Xbox One. It looks like a creeper, and then underneath the battery compartment, oh, it's got that. like uh, it's got like red dust for the the dynamite. It's really really cool. I really like that controller. Um, and McCalla's got like uh, one of the geometric pattern ones, which looks really cool as well, which I like. Uh, and they, they work, they they can just be updated to work with the Xbox Series X and it has that new low latency mode, all that works. The only thing you miss is the uh, slightly nicer feel and the share button. Um, but I, in the sell, Black Friday sale, I got my TV. So I got that at like £200 pounds off or something, which was fairly decent. It hasn't gone cheaper anywhere else, which uh, was something I was worried about because I got it a little bit before Black Friday. Um, and then I picked up Watch Dogs. I picked up two copies of Watch Dogs. I picked up a physical copy, which I'm giving to someone for Christmas. And I picked up uh, the digital copy for myself. Um, I got Fallout, which was on Black Friday as well. It was like five quid on the. Nice. Uh, xbox store and i actually bought the forza expansion packs so i don't think i spoke about it last week um i think i said i was gonna lego I was one. thinking about getting them and i got the lego one they did like a deal at the time it was like 30 something quid when i was talking about it they did a deal for like 15 quid you got absolutely every expansion they do for 15 quid Nice, um, and i found out and if you're at all interested in, in getting people gifts, this, these sales are still on, I think, until December 2nd, at least the Xbox one is, and so is the eShop one in the uh, in North America and the UK. Um, you can go on the Xbox website and you can gift it and you can, if you get it, you can email it to the person, or you can email it to yourself, and it emails you just a, a gift code. So you can buy any of these games that are on sale, or any of the expansions that are on sale as a gift code, and you can give them for Christmas. So if you're looking for like a nice, a, a good way of getting a cheap game at the moment in Black Friday, there's something that catches your eye, go and get like a digital code because it's a, it's a good way of doing it. We're getting McCall's brother, um, the Forza pack, who's like one of his presents for Christmas. So
0: nice, that's great. Uh, speaking of shops, um, <clears throat> we've got a PSA for you guys. The eShop sale ends on December second in North America, and on the third for all you European listeners. Uh, there are some great games on this, um, so we're gonna we're gonna bring it up this way. Any ones that I say are for the North American audience. Any of the ones that Steve say are, is for the EU audience. So uh, the the biggest one that sticks out to me on the American side of things is Link's Awakening down to four, uh, forty bucks. Great deal, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Uh, you can get for forty. Hades is only five bucks off, down to twenty. But one of my most recommended games of the year, definitely worth you're picking. Gonna have out. to get that one, I think. Yeah, yeah. You said you've had your eye on it. I think for twenty bucks, like go for it. You know, you're probably not going to see it go much lower than that anytime soon. Um, Super Mario Party is down to forty. You can get Skyrim for thirty bucks. A uh, couple other good ones. Diablo Three, one of Steve's favorites, down to thirty uh outer worlds 30 bucks although you can probably play that somewhere else honestly
1: i would recommend playing that somewhere else yeah (laughs) Uh, it doesn't look so great on the switch
0: yes i mean there's lots of other stuff here that's good that those are like the big ones that suck out to me yeah those are those are pretty much the
1: same ones we've got so we've got links awakening uh xenoblade chronicles definitive edition down to 33 pounds um, there's the uh, Elder Scrolls down to 25. Spyro Reignite Trilogy is half price. And so is Crash Team Racing at 1750. Uh, and Crash then Diablo. 20 bucks here, yeah. Crash yeah, Team Diablo Racing. is uh, half price here at 25, which is a, a great deal. Um, I bought that for like 54 weeks ago for Macaulay. So.
0: Two other ones I want to call out uh, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, 20 bucks. If you've never played Shovel Knight, you're a damn fool. And the treasure trove for twenty bucks is a great value. It's a ton of games and a ton of really good stuff worth worth digging into. Uh, and then Coffee Talk is down to nine seventy four. We loved Coffee Talk here. We did our one and only official Game Club episode on Coffee Talk.
1: I'm sure it will come back someday.
0: <laughs> yeah, someday. Uh, so check that out. Uh, I'm trying that, to see that,
1: if Hades is on sale. I don't think it is in the UK. You know? Oh no, that's a bummer. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not on sale at all.
0: And then both uh, Xbox and PlayStation both have their their holiday sales going on. Their Black Friday slash opening to the holiday season sales are running right now as well. And there's tons of games that are there. I was browsing. There's a ton of great stuff for for cheap. Like uh, I called out Dishonored. You can get the Arcane Collection. I think for like fifteen bucks or something. You can get uh, both Dishonoreds. I think for ten dollars. So um, lots of good stuff. Go take go take a look. Uh, so speaking of Black Friday, we are – our main topic this week is all – it's our – uh, holiday gift guide so steve and i are going to make recommendations for all of the stuff that we think is worth picking up uh if you're looking for a gift for the gamer in your life but before that uh we do have a one last question here uh pulling it out of the mail pot this one comes from another one of our patreon supporters Wakahula, who says are there any games you regret buying i of the kickstarter backers for the wonderful 101 remastered and after it getting extremely delayed i haven't touched it after trying it for a few hours Great question. Um, so games that you you regret buying, I think like for me, it's always the games that I bought and then just never played, you know, oh, yeah. where it's like I've done that so many times uh, where like you grab a game on a sale, you know, because you're like, oh, I've heard this is good and I want to try it. And then you just yeah, never end up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's but, like, you know, I feel like that's like a, a, a cop out answer because it is so like, well, yeah, you just pissed money away. Great. Of course you regret that.
1: One that stands out to me though is I bought that Bayonetta I bought Bayonetta 2 on Switch when it came out uh-huh. and it came with the the Bayonetta with Bayonetta 1. I played I played maybe like 4 hours of Bayonetta 1 which was a download code and yeah. I hated it. I really really did not like that game. So I gave up and it's been on my shelf ever since. I probably should just sell that game because I'm never ever going to go back to it. I just did not enjoy that whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I uh I don't know. Like it's it's mostly smaller stuff for me. Like I, there are times where I take a gamble on a game where I'm like ah, I don't I don't know that I'll like this, but I'll pick it up. And like I usually don't regret that because like I go in with that mentality. But it is stupid, you know. Like I remember like I bought um like Battlefield uh, the World War One game that they did. But yeah, a couple Battlefield years ago. One. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bought that because like it looked pretty good and i was like "Ah, i don't know like i've been doing a lot of multiplayer this year i'm kind of in the mood for something like mindless like (laughs)
1: kind of kind of in the mood to to you know militarize myself and shoot some people
0: yeah basically um and i and i started and i was like "Ah, i don't this isn't for me you know and i was like ah this was this was a waste
1: the only kind of games the only games like that that i really ever got into were like wolfenstein or like Call of Duty back in the day, like Call of Duty 1, Call of Duty 2, I really enjoyed. Sure. But man, yeah, those those aren't for me. I like no. conscientiously object to those games at this point because it <laughs> glamorizes more what, and I just don't want to play them.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, that's probably it. It's like stuff like that. Like it, it's like the odd indie game that I picked up and never touched or like the random big triple A thing that I knew I wasn't really interested in, but was like, fuck it. Like monster hunter world. was like that, but I had some fun with it. So it's like, whatever, that's fine. I don't regret having that experience. Do
1: you know, most of the time it's not a game I've bought. It's DLC. And like, we spoke about this last week. I just don't go back. It just never happens. You know, like I bought that horizon frozen, whatever it is. Wilds. Yeah. And I've never played it because I just, I tried and I'm just like, no, I can't remember how to play this game.
0: I think I'm, like, really, really on the fence of if maybe I'll replay Horizon right now. No. In the, you know the they're going to do,
1: like, a remaster along with, with the uh, the sequel for PS5. Just but,
0: like, do why it. bother? Like, they patched it already. So, like, PS5 has... Uh, it's enhanced for PS5. It's really? It's got 60 FPS and all that shit. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: I didn't realize that. I, I didn't think they, they were doing that. Okay.
0: I think they did already. So, like... I'm kind of like well, fuck it, right? Like I yeah, might as if, as well just... if it looks better and it runs at 60, and and
1: you're you're itching for it. And the the problem is like you've just got so many games you're speaking about wanting to to get into. But the thing is, you know is like, like I just need stuff, something. I need something for the, the next ten days.
0: You yeah. know, like oh, I yeah. need something to cover my ass until Cyberpunk, and then that's it. And I'm like, I could probably beat Horizon in, in that amount of time if I don't. Do all the stuff. Yeah, sa-
1: save up all your money, get the fast travel packs, like the infinite fast yeah. travel packs straight away. Do all that. Just min-max that.
0: I'm, I'm looking it up right now if it plays at 60 FPS on PS5.
1: I didn't think they'd patched any PS4 games to pack, like to take advantage of stuff. I didn't think they could unless they made a PS5 version. Because that was one of the things they were talking about, that Rocket League, for example, plays at like 4K60 on Xbox because it was a quick... Oh two minute recompile, put it back up on the store and it's now an Xbox Series X game, whereas they would have to remake it entirely for PS5. I don't know.
0: It says I don't know. I don't know. It looks like it might. It looks <laughs> like it might be. We'll see. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure it out off mic. Uh all right, yes, yeah, so let's jump into our main topic. Let's talk about our holiday, our holiday gift guide. So I think we'll we'll kick things off, of course with consoles that is like the shiny new toy everybody wants to get the hot new console and they're real tough to get right now. I think obviously if you can get your hands on a PS5, I think that's I think that's the thing to beat this holiday because I mean if you don't have a Switch, get a Switch right, like, there's so many games you can get, you can get a good bundle, it's probably a lot, a lot easier to get your hands on one right now, um, that's a slam dunk, you know, I think if you're not already a Switch owner, I can't imagine you're listening to this show though, but if you've got someone in your life who you think might like the Switch and doesn't have one, couldn't recommend it more highly as, like, a great, you know, especially for someone who's, like, casual and, like, teetering into playing games, like, there's so much that you can throw at them that I think will help dip their toe in and really get them invested. But yeah, like Animal
1: Crossing is like a gateway dragon to video games.
0: Yeah, and like Breath of the Wild for that matter is really good. Oh, for that.
1: See, I think if you're new to video games, Breath of the Wild is the wrong game to start with because that learning curve is like bam, this game is fucking ridiculously hard, and all my weapons are breaking every two seconds, and That's then it fair. just like then it just like falls off a cliff when you get decent weapons and you realize that you can just swap. So you need to I think you need to be confident with the controller before you can really play that game because there is that stress level of oh my god my weapon's just broken, I need to quickly switch to another one. What do I do? Because I I remember trying to introduce Macaulay to that and it just did not end well.
0: That's fair, yeah. But yeah, I think like if you can get your hands on a PlayStation 5, I don't think that there's like a more exciting thing.
1: Yeah. And do you know that they're continuously coming into stock? So I would recommend if you're looking for one in the UK, head over to a website called stockinformer.co.uk. You can sign up for notifications. If you have Telegram on your phone, or even if you don't, I would recommend downloading Telegram on your phone. It will send you a push notification as soon as it tracks that there's stock in. So it's constantly pinging these websites and seeing that they're stock in. It's how I managed to get one for my sister. It sent me a notification. I clicked the link straight away. Uh, but also sign up on all the websites it, it works and tracks across. So sign up for like an Amazon account, an Argos account, a Curry's, John Lewis, Very. Sign up for all those accounts. So when it does come back in stock, you're ready and you don't have to put your card details in and your address in. And you can just click checkout buy. That's the the best chance you are going to have of, of getting a PS5 or an Xbox Series X this Christmas, I think, is if yeah, you're prepared that- and ready.
0: I'd also definitely recommend, um, if you don't already, following Wario64 on Twitter and turning on tweet notifications um, so that whenever he tweets, you get a push notification because I've I've gotten a lot of stuff that way. Like, uh, that's how I got my Xbox. That's how I got all of the the Nintendo mini consoles. You know, like, he, he's the dude. Um, so between those two solutions, that's probably going to be your best bet but you're also looking at a real uphill battle at this point cuz like Jim Ryan has said they've they've sold out you know so whatever is showing up now is like you know it's the last trickle i think i don't think we're going to see a lot more on shelves before the holidays so um like if you're if you've been on the fence but you really you know you know you want one or you've you, know, you got a kid or something or whatever like if you're not actively looking for one you're not going to get one so eyes up
1: <laughs> yeah and please do not buy one from a scalper. if i i get that people want them but don't pay like 200 pounds or 200 dollars over the odds to get one of these consoles it's not worth it after the christmas period they'll be back in stock fairly regularly that they're, they're going to constantly make these you're going to get one yeah. eventually just please don't give your money to a scumbag who's decided to just buy up all the stock with the robot and then sell it on for a profit
0: i also just don't think it's worth it Frankly, like I love these consoles. They're not worth spending PC money to get them, you know, on the black market.
1: Especially considering the exclusives that are out at the moment. There's only really one true exclusive, which is um, Demon Souls on PS5. And I would say, you know, unless you're really, really wanting to play that immediately, uh, it's it's not worth even it. So and even that's like a remake yeah. of an old game. It's just you know, wait, yeah, just
0: wait. Like you'll, you'll be able to, it'll be just as fun to play when you get your hands on one 2021, you know? Uh, The only other thing we wanted to call out on the console side of things was this is like a little bit more of like a good stocking stuffer, I think. But uh, the Game & Watch, and for you YouTube viewers, you can see the Game & Watch uh, handheld that just came out recently. uh, Still available, getting increasingly tough to track one of these down, but uh, I was able to grab one on Target uh, targets website, and you can still pick them up at a number of targets. It seems it seems like they got one of the uh, bigger supplies, but uh, they are tougher to find on a lot of online retailers already. So and
1: extremely uh, hackable, it seems.
0: Yeah, yeah. From what I've what I've seen, you can pretty much hack any emulator onto this thing. It seems, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, I haven't pulled mine out of the box yet I definitely am interested to pull it out and play with it but I've just been a little preoccupied with other games and stuff lately so it's just kind of sitting on my desk right now um being pretty but I think I think I'm I'm like low-key considering keeping it out of the box more often than not like putting the box up on a shelf and like actually using it as a clock because it does oh that'd be cool yeah
1: actually give it its purpose because I, I don't think it's gonna be particularly valuable in keep out no. in the box is it
0: no, not really. So that's that's kind of what I was thinking. I thought it might be a cute cuz I don't have a desk clock. So like why not, right? Yeah. So we'll see. Uh going to get that set up one of these days. But I, I it's it's super cute. Like I, that's something that I I as a as a fan of games as as a gamer like I would love to receive, you know? So I think if you've got like a Nintendo fan in your life who isn't the type of nerd to go seek that thing out themselves. I think it's a gift that they'd probably really appreciate.
1: Yeah. It's one of those something you enjoy, but wouldn't necessarily buy for yourself kind of things. Cause it is an <laughs> additional expense or something. You probably will get a little bit of fun out, but not massively play a lot of.
0: Yeah. Which to me is like, I think those are some of the best gifts or stuff like that, you know? Um, like this, like Tom Nook shirt is a great example that I'm wearing for this very special deals episode. Uh, this was a gift from my friend Laura Brown. Shout out to Laura, uh, and it's like I, I wouldn't go out of my way to buy this for myself, but having it, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. You know, like yeah. I love it. Um, so I feel like that's like that's the kind of gift that you wanna you wanna hit. I think. Um, so definitely recommend that one as well, uh, and and I would say like you know we didn't call it out here, but I I love the xbox series x i highly recommend it as as a, a third-party machine and i think like with the power of of um game pass like it's an incredible value so like and you
1: know you know what like i think series s is as well if you are just someone who wants a, a console for your kid's bedroom who or maybe already has a main console, or even if this is just, you know, a secondary console, or it might just be that you have a 1080p TV and you don't play that many games. So you don't you're not massively in need of one terabyte of storage. The Xbox Series X S is a is a great pick and it's a it's considerably cheaper than the other consoles.
0: Yeah. I I'm wary to suggest it just because of the storage limitations. Like I think it's it it's it's a great value with that caveat you know that like you will run out of space quickly so make sure that you're make sure you're prepared for that and yeah i mean that was one of the things
1: i wanted to bring up in the in the next like accessory section is that storage is is something that's always needed so like on switch micro sd cards is pretty much a given if you're going to buy a a switch or you know someone's getting a switch for christmas a micro sd card is something they're going to need and i got one
0: on sale a a new one that was like a, a steal I need, to, 20 bucks. I need to get a new one. Um, and then
1: on Series X or Series S or even on PS4, actually, no, I don't think PS5 can. No, PS5 can play PS4 games from an external drive.
0: It can, um, yeah. There's just that expandable memory for actual PS5 games right now.
1: Yeah. So there are so few Xbox Series X games and tons and tons of backwards compatible ones. If you get even, say, an external um, SSD SATA drive and you can get just a USB connector, you can play the games pretty much at full speed. Digital Foundry have proven that the internal SSD or the um, the little plug-in unit, when it comes to backwards compatible games, has zero effect on the loading times. So just play with an external SSD if, if you need space for um, your backwards compatible games and then just keep the internal storage for Xbox Series X or X- Xbox Series S games.
0: Definitely. So then, uh, on the accessory side of things, I did want to just call out real quickly, and again, I'll, I'll pull these off and show them to the camera for the YouTube viewer. Um, these are the uh, the 3D headphones that Sony put out with the PlayStation 5 um, that I've been wearing this episode. And I love these. Love them. Um, they are, like, my favorite pair of headphones that I own now. Um, they're really comfortable. The padding on them is, like, they're perfect for for long sessions, and the 3D audio works great. Uh, it it really, for certain games especially, it makes a huge difference. I actually, forgot to call this out in the games I played this week. Uh, I played Tetris Effect this week. For the oh first wow! Time. How, how did I totally you find forgot. It? To, totally forgot to add that. Um, I loved it, and I think the headphones were a big part of that. Was uh, Sarah was upstairs doing something on her, in her office, so I turned the lights off playing with just the light of the TV, headphones on. I got goosebumps. I was like, this is incredible. What an experience. Yeah. And like the the headphones like really do bring a new dynamic to playing. You know, when you have like good 3D headphones and like, you know, uh like in Tetris effect it would be like when there was like a voice effect that was going across the speaker like you can really hear it, you know, or like when I'm playing Spider-Man and I can hear an enemies behind me, you know, and like things like that. It's really cool, and, and and I think it's worth the investment. And I think for me, what I like about these is like they're expensive; they're about a hundred dollars. You know, like they're not cheap headphones, but the fact that they're nice and they're comfortable, and that they work with every console I own, and I can use them for podcasting. I'm using them as like my, my daily, day to day headphones in a lot of uh, situations because they're they work with anything that's Bluetooth wirelessly. But then they've also got a packaged in wire. Um, that if you need to hardwire it like I do for, for this microphone that I'm using here today, uh, it works. So I highly recommend them. The uh, Pulse 3D headset, I think is what it's called. Great great pair of headphones for the price. Yeah,
1: I, I actually use my PS4 headset with my Xbox. It works great, has a microphone built in, and, and it is really, really nice. Um, it doesn't work wirelessly, annoyingly. Xbox still doesn't support wireless uh, headsets, but it is it is really nice.
0: So then, uh, we also wanted to touch on some controllers. You know, I know that um, I think, especially for like the Switch, there's a pretty big market for for like alternative controllers. And uh, there's two I wanted to call out: uh, the 8-bit Do line, I think, are great for for retro gaming, and especially if you don't like the D-pad on the Pro controller, you want something that's a little bit chunkier, a little bit, yeah. you know, a little bit more substantive. I think 8-Bit Doe makes a great controller, and I, I love the uh, SN Pro 30. That's the one that I've got. Um, it's kind of got like, you know, a little bit of a larger shape, but it's got that real, real, you know, like classic kind of button lad. I've got it in like the Game Boy design. Great, great, great little controller. Um, and I think that's like my platformer controller when I'm on Switch, you know?
1: Yeah, I used to use mine uh, pretty much exclusively for Tetris because the Pro Controller's D-pad was absolutely shockingly bad, uh, yeah. and I could just I could just so quickly play with the uh, um, the eight bit Doe one.
0: And then I also wanted to call it the Power A GameCube controller. I know um, Steve, you had mentioned on Twitter, I think that you were looking for like a GameCube solution for um, for for Sunshine.
1: No, I actually want a GameCube controller to play Mario Party 5 on a GameCube, and I cannot find a real GameCube. I'm probably going to invest in a couple of WaveBirds. They're expensive, and they're going to need controllers, uh, sticks replacing, but I think it's probably going to be worth it in time.
0: All right, fair enough. Well, if you want a GameCube controller on your Switch, I can't recommend the PowerA GameCube controller enough. I, I really do like that. That's my go-to smash controller so i think that's another another good one that like does does it have the analog triggers that work with sunshine it doesn't unfortunately um because it is basically just the guts of a pro controller put inside a gamecube shell right okay so it feels like a gamecube controller in every way but that which sucks
1: because that's the one thing i'd want for sunshine now they've patched support in but you'd have to get that like wii u gamecube Uh, you know the usb thing that has the four gamecube ports to play with your switch then have like wires trailing everywhere it would be a real hassle just to play sunshine so you can have some analog triggers
0: i think it's worth it you know like it's i have that set up already so it's like it's not hard you know and like they do sell the the remade gamecube controllers that they did on the Wii U, and i cannot
1: find them anywhere
0: gotta look If you can
1: find me, if anyone listening can find me a link for a replica Nintendo GameCube controller in the UK, please send me a message on Discord or on Twitter. I, I really am looking for a couple of decent controllers. All the ones I found are shitty third party ones. And I bought a couple of them over the years and they are always bad. They're always like clones of the molds and the buttons stick or the triggers go, go really weird and crap. And I want like a proper Nintendo controller.
0: Let's see. I'm sure I can find one.
1: Yeah. Pete's looking
0: now. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the case. I'm on the case. While you're looking,
1: then, while you're looking for me, I would say the the other thing I I think we would both suggest is if you know someone's getting a a new console, or even if they're not, if they're just a a, a gamer anyway, get them a gift card for Christmas if you really can't think of anything else, or you know they've got everything else eShop credit, PlayStation credit, Xbox credit, Steam credit, Xbox Live Gold, PS Plus, Game Pass Ultimate, all of that. It's stuff that people will use. Uh, it is gold yeah but it's, it's stuff that people will use all the time uh and it's and yeah it just saves them a bit of cash and it's worth worth getting um, plus it kind of forces them to to treat themselves and buy game whereas necessarily they might not have previously if they've got credit they might you know look for something that they wouldn't have usually
0: definitely uh, so then let's uh let's just get some game recommendations, and then uh and then we are right, you know let's we'll do books, and then we'll end with game recommendations. Yeah. Okay. Cause, uh, two books that we wanted to call out. Uh, of course, we always recommend Jason Schreier's "Blood, Sweat, and Pixels." Uh, fantastic book about how games are made. Uh, always going on sale. It's available uh paperback and on Kindle, so um highly recommend it. Uh a book that both of us really love and he's got a sequel coming out
1: press reset i think it is the the like um the collapse of the video game industry and how it was saved which i'm really looking forward to to reading in 2021
0: yeah it's gonna be a good time i've already got it pre-ordered so uh check that out and then you wanted to call out bitmap books i've never heard of them before today but you were telling me about this book they have called Game Boy: The Box Art Collection, which is like a coffee table book of every Game Boy box art. Yeah, um, so
1: I I love Bitmap books. I I would recommend if you're at all into to video game books, have a look. Um, there's been a a couple of have my eyes on. Arcade was one of them, which is uh, uh, similar to this Game Boy book, but it's like the um the kind of marquees that they have. So it's this section in the top of the, if you can see on the video, the top of uh, my arcade cabinet, Um, there is a book that they have called Arcade of all of the like really cool marquees that they had. Um, I've also got the Art of Point and Click Adventure Games, which is a fantastic book. Um, There's not any new stock coming until April 21, but the Game Boy, the box art collection is available for pre-order now. Uh, and it's out on December 14th. This one is firmly on my Christmas list. And it's just a, a love of Game Boy artwork and Game Boy I'm games.
0: Definitely buying this.
1: <laughs> uh, so the if you the gold edition's
0: were, already sold out and I'm so upset.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah, it looks so cool, doesn't it? But the sil- the silver edition might be the, the one I, I go for. Um if not the hardback cover just itself. Um it looks it looks nice enough and it's just uh A labor of love of box art and of the games themselves and it's got like little screen grabs of of the games themselves um it's a fun it looks like a fantastic book and if you're a a game boy fan then this is the uh uh, a great christmas gift for for any game boy fan in your life i think
0: i think the reason i want the silver one is because like i like that it comes with a cover like a box yeah plus there's only
1: 1500 copies so you know they're, they're never gonna do it again
0: yeah, which is cool, but I don't know, I might just get the regular one. I'm definitely getting this though. This is sick.
1: Yeah, that's have I a look select. through their other books says there's, there's a bunch there's a bunch in there that um that you might be interested in. Um there's like a, an SNES and NES one as well.
0: Sega Ooh. Master System one. Whatever, I don't care about that. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm definitely going to check this out. Um that's a great. I would love if any anybody looking for a gift for me you know, I would love this. So uh, I don't know. Do they ship to the U.S.? That's going to be my next problem.
1: They do. Yeah, there's a big banner at the top. that says worldwide track shipping available.
0: There you go. Look at that. I closed that out. You know, like, God I knows like, how
1: much that's going to cost. But if it's too expensive and you do want to buy it, just ship it to my house and I'll send it to you.
0: Perfect then you can spend all the money to ship it to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like a black market trader.
1: Remember When you got the, uh, <laughs> the links awakening package come through. You had like three of them come to you.
0: Yeah. the black the black market all right so let's hop into games that we want to recommend here so i think uh, we're going to try to focus on like top games of the console and then also games of 2020 of course uh, we call out all the sales that are available right now if you're listening to this on monday they should still be rolling uh, at the very least today it being cyber monday uh, but a lot of them are going into December before we get into like the holiday sales that come up. So um, now's a great time to buy if you are in the market for any of those games, um, particularly for some of the games that came out earlier in the year, you know, that are like marked down heavily right now. Uh, so for for top games of the console, you know we are kind of coming to the end of a generation here but the nice thing about these new consoles or if you're stuck playing one of the old ones is that like there is such this deep library and there are a lot that are like an amazing value right now like i've seen most of the um you know the playstation like greatest hits collections with the little red bar that are always marked down yeah they're remember, like
1: di- remember those remember nintendo selects they were yeah, great right <laughs> uh they're like they're like
0: 10 bucks right now like you can get god of war for like ten dollars all the uncharted uh, games ten dollars you can get the horizon zero dawn complete edition with all the dlc for ten dollars you know um i think any of those games any of the like legacy titles um from from either sony or nintendo that you can get on sale you should get if you haven't played period you know they're almost all bangers um and, like, if you haven't touched a game like a God of War or Horizon or something like that, uh, or, like, Last of Us, I've seen marked down to, like, 30 bucks. Ghost of Tsushima was $40. could not recommend any of those games more highly. They're fantastic. Some of them are, like, real cream of the crop stuff. Um, and Nintendo games never go on sale. So if there's a game that you're on, like, again, like, if you snapped up that Luigi's Mansion deal, like, good on you because I, I wish I could have. Um and you know, like we called out, there are a few really good ones. Like Links Awakening is is a game I'd highly recommend And for forty bucks. That's like that's the one I still a haven't finished. That shame, absolute shame. I beat it when I was coming out of the womb, so you know I can't believe you <laughs> couldn't manage that. But whatever. Uh, in terms of the games of twenty twenty, like what do you? I don't know. Like what's the stuff that you're calling out?
1: Man, it's it's tough for me. A lot of them are like indie titles that i've really enjoyed this year which you know would require you to get like credit like carrion for example or um i mean i try i try try
0: that on xbox
1: carrion's great i mean spirit was another one i I thoroughly enjoyed obviously my game of the year is animal crossing it's no i've made no um secret about that last of us 2 was fantastic um but really, I would say 2020 for me has been kind of dry, a dry year, if I'm honest. You I don't I, play on
0: PlayStation. PlayStation, yeah, games.
1: Well, I mean, I played, I played The Last of Us 2 on PlayStation. It was like the first time I booted it up in over a year. I had to like blow the dust off the thing and plug the controller in because it dies in like a second.
0: Why won't everyone should play Ghost? <laughs> Ghost <laughs> is so good.
1: Maybe that'd be my go to game when I get a PS5.
0: Maybe. I, I've been thinking about replaying it because it's like... Well, you know, we've they- got
1: our bets on the go, and if that's the game you want me to play, if you win the bet, then, then so be it. I'll have to get it on PS4. We'll
0: see. We'll see what I, we'll see what I decide. It better not be Persona I, I want to play it on PS5, that's not fucking though. fucking happening. Oh, Persona 5? Yeah, that's going to be the one. <laughs> Somewhere Zane just did a backflip. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I would also say, though, like a, a, a huge like there's a huge library on both of these consoles you've got the ps plus collection you've got game pass take advantage of those if you if you can you know buy yourself a month or, or a couple of months of, of those services and you've got access to a huge library of games especially if you've never had those consoles before like dj came to ps5 having missed an entire generation he's got a huge backlog That's such an incredible deal
0: Like, I I remember when they first announced that there was a lot of kind of like, whatever, like I've played all these games before. But it's like, imagine if you haven't, if you just missed the PS4 and you pick this up and it's like, oh, cool. Like, almost every game that I'd want to have played on the PS4 is here in better condition for free. And the ones that aren't are all like 10 bucks, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Horizon's not on it for some reason, but you can get the complete Horizon collection for $10. So, like. Not bad. So yeah, yeah. I would I, I would gravitate towards towards stuff like that. Like if there are standout games like that that you miss that you can snap up for ten dollars here and there, like. That's the know, kind man. of stuff
1: like, that seems to be what I do every Christmas period. You yeah. know, I, I I go to my parents, which probably will be different this year just due to circumstances. But it's the only time I really have two weeks off in one go sure in a whole year and so i just spend that time catching up with friends and family but also spending a lot of time uh playing games and it's it's nice it really is nice
0: yeah it's the perfect time of year to do that too you know and like just like catch up on stuff you missed in like kind of the lull between december and and january now that there's much of one this year because you'll have cyberpunk and uh (laughs) and um what's it called gods and monsters whatever that became
1: Oh, immortal! No, Phoenix Rising. Yeah,
0: yeah. They'll have both of those to keep you busy in December. So definitely, twenty twenty is going out with a bang. So I would say both of those are games to put on your list too. If you want to get them, something you know, something shiny and new. Both of those games, I think, are going to be looking. Real yeah, hot. I mean, it, so. well,
1: it depends on the, the player as well because there's Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs as well, which are two shiny new new games which just came out. I know Assassin's Creed's had like mixed reviews. Some people are really raving about it and really enjoy it, but I think maybe traditional Assassin's Creed fans don't really like it as much as previous um, entries in the series.
0: What are you going to do? Some people want it to evolve, some people want it to stay the same. I don't know. I, I like want to be interested in that game, but I think I'm also just like, it's safe, safer for me to just be like, nah, I don't, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> the the back, price tag like, is too much. Like,
1: Origins and Odyssey are both on sale for like 10 quid at the moment in the UK. They yeah. must be on sale in, in the US as well. If you haven't played those two, they are great just, games odyssey especially because you can play as it. cassandra and she's a fucking badass and i made she's I made it just, she just like goes around and i just had to sleep with anyone you know male or female who cares she, she's she's a girl
0: she's, pan, <laughs> she's down the party yeah i don't know i uh ah, part of me wants to but i'm just like maybe i'm just done with assassin's creed i've been done with it for so long it's like i don't do i really need to go back need
1: to, i right? i tried going back to odyssey And it was that same situation as with Horizon, where I just couldn't remember what I was doing, where I was, (laughs) or I didn't remember what the controls were. I was just like, "Uh, no, if I'm going to play this, I need to start again. And then I'm like, well, if I'm going to start again, why don't I just buy myself uh, Valhalla? Which I haven't done, and I'm refusing to, because it's a ridiculous thing to do.
0: Especially when the games are 70 bucks, it's like... I'm not going to just roll the dice on something like that. Isn't that you know? the problem? Like that—that that
1: price tag really makes you think. Like when it was yeah. fifty,
0: it's like oh, okay,
1: but seventy somehow it's like that mental. Oh, that's that's a big You're hit. You're getting
0: up there. You're getting up yeah. there. It's like yeah, I don't know about that. Wait for it to go on sale and then buy it and never play it. You know. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> the holidays are coming. There's a lot of games worth picking up. Uh, A lot of games to catch up on if if you've missed. And uh, I don't think there's ever been a better time to catch up on old stuff right now. You know, you've got these great new consoles that make old games shine. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. You're stuck inside. (laughs) And if you weren't able to get your hands on one of the new consoles, you're going to be looking for stuff to play anyway. So there's this great library that you can get that'll be cheap, that'll come forward with you. So. I think the like PS3
1: era it was always like, oh, do I buy the PS3 version of The Last of Us, even though I know there's going to be a remaster coming out on PS4 very, very quickly after. Don't have it's to like, worry about it anymore. Don't have to worry about it because you know it's just going to play the best best on the new console.
0: Yep. Love it. So uh keep your eyes peeled for all that stuff. I hope uh, I hope you guys get something special under your Christmas tree, sitting in your stocking, under your menorah under your non-denominational table where you put presents whatever you're however you're exchanging gifts this holiday season i hope uh, i hope that you get what you're hoping for i hope you have a good one and uh, i hope you'll join us next week for another episode of the podcast so uh let me just give us our plugs real quick here of course head over to patreon.com Potts where for just a buck you'll be able to hear our conversation keep rolling where we're going to talk about my thanksgiving experience some more of our black friday stories. Uh, it's going to be a good one. So I hope, you know, you'll come join us over there for just a buck. You'll help us keep, uh, keep the show running and, uh, you'll get a little bit of extra podcasts in your feed. So great way to do so. And if you want to be a part of the show, just like all these fine folks did in our mail pot segment, remember you can write into me at Pete at loop Come join the discord, follow at loop pots on Twitter and, uh, get in our weekly question thread. And, uh, you know, go check out the rest of our content. We're streaming on Twitch on uh, most Thursdays. We took did take a short break for the holidays and uh, to prep for episode 100 because we had a couple couple big weeks here. Um, but uh, we'll be back with our regular regularly scheduled stream, I would imagine, this Thursday. So I hope you'll come join us over there. Uh, of course, head over to the new podcast YouTube channel. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like on the videos. Even if you don't intend to, to watch them over there, it really does help, help – uh, trying to get on, you know, more people's radar. So I hope you'll check us out and uh, lend us your support over there as well. So with that, I've been Pete, he's been Steve. We'll catch you next week for another episode of the podcast.